0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zubin. If you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well known card game called Magic the Gathering. So, in today's episode, we are doing all the blue cards of M21, doing a set review. If you listen to my previous episode, you sort of get an idea of how I do these set reviews. I do them in a very casual manner. Um, I'm not very competitive anymore, and if you're looking for a competitive edge for pre release or you know seal draft anything like that you're at the wrong channel um this is definitely more of a casual standpoint where we talk about the art talk about the card if it's good and limited constructed standard edh whatever you know floats my boat here and we just talk about them so yeah uh before we begin. you want to help support the show? You can check out the show's patron at patreoncom slash If you want to reach out to me on Twitter at magicwithzubi, on Instagram at underscore underscore Zubi. and you can email me with any questions you may have at, at gmail.com. <sighs> As you can tell, I say that a lot. I say it a lot. Um, and then I feel like it, Oh yeah, I've got a couple ads to get out of the way, and then um, we will get on with the card, the blue cards for M21 here. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping? Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Adzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... A normie? Yeah, exactly! A normie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning, we care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on her YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic with Zubi RSS feed. to do to do Magic for normies. Alright, we are starting off with the blue cards of M21 and our first card, our first bad boy of... Uh, The blue hour is Baron Talarian Archmage. Archmage. I can never remember if it's like Archmage or Archmage. I I go back and forth with it. Uh, One double blue legendary creature, Human Wizards. It's a 2-2. When this enters the battlefield, return up to one other target creature, Planeswalker, to its owner's hand. At the beginning of your instep, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. So, uh, you can bounce your uh, opponent's you well, you can either bounce your own creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand, or you can bounce um, one of your opponent's creatures or planeswalkers to get rid of them. It's not bad. I mean, would it be a pack one, pick one? Eh, maybe? If there's nothing better, I mean, I'd look for removal over this. It's a, it's a nice little bounce effect for sure. Um, and I'm sure someone will break this in EDH somehow. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I like seeing that Baron is back because he was one of my favorite characters back in the day. And he, I, I, I like seeing him back, but as far as the card itself, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, next up, we've got good old Cancel for one double blue. It's an instant counter target spell. These counter spells are always great. Great. I love the flavor text of this, though. I decide what stands in my way. So if you need a decent counter spell unlimited, Cancel is your choice of counter. Uh, Next up, we've got Capture Sphere again. For three and a blue, it's a flash enchantment aura. You can enchant creature when this enters battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. So just another good, you know, kind of pacifism type thing. And with people picking a bunch of Capture capture Spheres in Limited can be very annoying. Um, Very useful too because enchantments are always one of those really hard kind of card types to get rid of. Next up, we've got discontinuity, discontinuity, discontinuity. I think that's how you say it. For three, and then three, tri- or for three, then triple blue. It's an instant as long as it's your turn. This spell costs two double blue less to cast. End the turn. So it's a mythic, and you can just end the turn. You exile all spells and abilities from the stack, including this card. And the player whose turn it is discards down to their maximum hand size. Damage wears off in this turn and until end of turn effects end. So, as far as limited goes, this isn't that useful. I mean, it's a it's a useful effect, but you're only going to be able to use it once. And that's about it. So, um, I mean, in something like EDH, it can be very useful. Especially effects that, like, say, hey, at the end of turn, you lose the game and all that. So, boom. It's... Great. I mean, as far as, like, standard and historic goes, I don't know. Would this be even useful And those? I, I don't see how it would be. I don't know. There's probably other effects that make it better, but... Eh, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is, like, a really good card or not. Uh, next up, we've got Enthralling Hold for three double It's an enchantment or a enchant creature. You can't choose an untapped creature as this spell's target as you cast it. You control enchanted creatures, so... You can't choose an untapped creature as the spell's target as you cast it. So, you know, for five mana, you can control enchanted Creature. So, it would have to be a creature that has already attacked you or is tapped for some reason. And you get to control it. I mean, it's not bad. I wouldn't mind taking this. This is, I mean, it's almost better than kind of like Act of Treason in a sense. Yeah, I, I like it. I take it. Next up, we've got Frantic Inventory. Is this a reprint or is this like a. Car- isn't Wasn't there another card similar to it in like Shadows of Innistrad or something? Frantic Inventory for one and a blue instant draw card, then draw cards equal to the number of cards named Frantic Inventory in your graveyard. So at worst, you're going to spend two mana to draw a single card. At best, you're going to pay two mana to draw four cards, I guess. Or no, no, it'd be three cards, right? Because it looks at your graveyard at the time of casting it. I think so, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, at best, you pay two mana to draw three cards. Not bad. Not bad. Next up, we've got Frost Breath. Uh, Two and a white, or two and a blue. Uh, I just did the white recording right before this, so if I have said one and a white or one and a... If I've been saying white and not blue, I apologize. It's sort of... I don't even notice... I'm trying to catch myself doing it. So, for two and a blue... Frost Breath is an instant. Tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap step. That's always super handy to have, especially in limited formats like Sealed and uh, Draft. So these these kind of cards are always good to have, especially if you're going heavy into blue. Uh, Next up, it's Ghostly Pilfer for one and a blue. It's a spirit rogue creature. It's a 2-1, so a 2-1 for two. It's not bad. When this becomes untapped, you may pay two. If you do, draw a card. Okay, I like that. Whenever opponent casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand, draw a card. Okay, it's not bad. Discard a card, ghostly pilfer can't be blocked this turn. Pretty decent. Um I mean, yeah, in a sense, I would I'd I'd almost pack one pick one this because on your untapped step, you know, you can pay two to just draw two cards, essentially. You draw a card, and then you during your draw step you draw another card. Especially in a format like Limited, that's pretty handy to have to get through your deck. Um, Yeah, I I would pack one, pick one this. Jeskai Elder! It's a nice reprint to have. Uh, One and a blue, it's a human monk creature. It's a 1-2 with prowess. When this deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. Always handy to have a good looter card like that, and I like Jeskai Elder. I love the monks in here, and glad to see some of them back, especially Jeskai Elder. Next up, we've got King Glidemaster. Yeah, Glide Master For 1 and a blue, it's a human soldier creature. It's a 2-1. You can pay 2 and a blue. Target creature gains flying until end of turn. So a 2-1 and you get to choose another target creature or this target creature to gain flying until end of turn. That's not bad. You know, I mean, a 2-1 for 2 on itself is not too bad. And being able to possibly gain flying on the next turn, it's pretty good too. I mean, not a high pick, of course, but pretty decent, you know mid to late pick next up we've got library larcenus for two and a blue it's a merfolk rogue it's a one two whenever this attacks draw a card so ooh i kind of like this more than sorry king glide master library larcenus is my favorite card now uh when this attacks you get to draw a card (sighs) even if it dies you you know it did its duty by drawing a card for you uh, next up, we've got Lofty Denial for one and a blue. It's an instant counter-target spell unless its controller pays one. If you control Creature of Flying, counter that spell unless its controller pays four instead. So with how easy it is to get Flying in a format like sealed or, or limited, this could be pretty handy. And especially for a card like this, especially... So I like playing a blue-white Flyers deck in Historic. I could see myself putting four copies of this card because... There's a very high chance of me always having flying and to pay two mana to counter a target spell and they have to pay four to, you know, not counter it. Hey, I'm all for that. That's great. Next up, we've got Miscast. Uh, One blue, it's an instant. Counter target instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays three. Okay, I'm kind of liking these counterspells here. I'm liking them a lot. I'm like, I'm liking, I'm liking. Uh, you know, not as good as Spell Pierce because Spell Pierce targets any non-creature spell, but this is, and it's not as good as. Well, Dispel only does um target instants. This does instants or Sorceries, and it's sort of like a mana leak for Instant Sorceries in a sense, kind of sort of. I mean. I kind of like it. Kind of like it'd be an annoying card to play against. Next up, we've got Mistral Singer for two and a blue. It's a Siren creature. It's a 2-2 with flying and has prowess. Hey, a prowess creature? It's a three mana 2-2 with flying and prowess? Yeah, sign me up for that. Heck yeah. Next up, we've got an Opt reprint. I'm glad to see Opt being reprinted. It's always a good card to see. And as far as... I mean, Opt is always good. It's a... Blue mana, instant, Scry one, draw card. I mean, you can't go wrong with that card. I mean, in draft and seal, this is always super handy to have, and it, it always sees construct to play. Even EDH, I like putting this in EDH as well. So next up, we've got Pursued Whale for five double blue. It's a whale creature. It's an eight eight, an eight eight four seven. It's not bad. So when this enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a one one red creature or red pirate creature token with. This creature can't block, and creatures you control attack each combat if able. Spells your opponent's cast that target pursued whale costs three more to cast. So this is Moby Dick the card. And an 8-8 eight, eight for 7. Um, but your opponent's creatures must attack each combat if able. I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, an 8-8 eight, eight for 7, it could be a good bomb. And, I mean, at worst, like, you know, you have one opponent create a... Red a pirate creature token, and maybe that's the only thing they have, and boom, you just eat it with the whale with Moby Dick. Kind of like that, and it seems hard to kill as well, too. Next up we've got Reign of Revelation for three in a blue. It's an instant, draw three cards, then discard a card. Is this gonna would this replace Chemisters Insight? I mean, well, Chemister's Insight you can still cast twice because of jump start. So maybe not. But in terms of playing this. And other kind of blue decks, draw three cards and discard a card. Yeah, Limited would love this kind of card for sure. Be awesome. Next up, we've got Read the Tides for five and a blue. It's a sorcery. You can choose one, draw three cards, or return up to two target creatures to their owner's hands. It's not bad for a common. I mean, six mana, yeah, that's kind of costly to draw three cards or, you know, bounce two creatures. But, and something like Limited, that's not too bad. Uh, Drawing three cards is pretty amazing for six mana. For a common, that is. Uh, next up, we've got I. When was the last time this was even printed? Uh, rewind two and double blue. It's an instant counter-target spell. Untap up to four lands. Yet yeah, when when did Rewind last see a reprint? The last time I remember first seeing it printed was what uh, Urza's Saga. This is um pretty surprising uh, print here. I kind of like that we're seeing this. Then it's in standard um it's cool I, I mean it's expensive counter spell for four mana but you get to untap up to four lands should it go through you know it's pretty pretty nice pretty nice Next up, we've got Riddleform, 1 and a blue enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may have Riddleform become a 3-3 Sphinx creature with flying in addition to its other type, until to lend a turn, you can pay 2 and a blue and scry 1. So, yeah, you get to basically make this a 3-3 with flying. I mean, for an enchantment, it's not too bad. And then the scry 1 is pretty good, too. I mean, mid-pick, if anything, and, like, sealed, something like that. Next up, we've got Roaming Ghost Light for three double blue. It's a spirit creature. It's a 3-2 with flying. When this enters the battlefield, return up to one target non-spirit creature to its owner's hand. A 3-2 with flying for five mana. That gets to bounce a possible non-spirit creature. And limited. It's what do we call not bad. Not bad. Next up, we've got Rookie Mistake. And I like the art on this. Was this a reprint? Is this from kanza Tarkir? Because that looks like Tarkir. That looks like the Jeskai Monastery. Uh, one blue instant until end of turn. Target creature gets plus 0, plus 2, and, and another Target creature gets neg 2, neg 0. So it's not a bad little like sort of swap card. I mean, not the best or anything, but cool. it could be a cool little combat trick should you need it. Next up, we've got Rousing Reed for Tuna Blue. It's an Enchantment Aura. You enchant creature. When this enters the battlefield, draw two cards and discard a card. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has flying. Ooh, I like that. I, I'm liking the art. It's like, um, so their enchant their book is enchanted and the pages are its wings. And then look if they're in a library or something like that or in a town street. I don't know, something like that. Um, Great literature can transport the reader. Ooh, I like the flavor text on that too. Um, I mean, as far as a card itself, I mean, the the drawing cards is great. And then with the added ability of giving a creature flying as well, that that could be like an early to mid pick for me. Because I love drawing cards. I love it so much. Next up, we've got another shrine. Sanctum of Calm Waters. For three and a blue, it's a legendary enchantment shrine. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may draw X cards, where X is the number of shrines you control if you do discard a card. So, regardless you play this, you get to draw at least one card, but you will have to discard a card for that. So, it's a little bit of a downside, but, you know, if you control more than one shrine, possibly, during limited, you get to only, only have to discard a card. So, maybe at worst you get to draw two cards and only have to discard one card you know it's not bad Uh, otherwise it's for a four mana you get to constantly draw cards for on every turn i i i like that i like that a lot yeah i would definitely yeah for sure take that uh early to mid pick because i as you can tell i like drawing cards and i want to draw i want to keep drawing cards Next up, we've got See the Truth for one in a blue. It's a sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. If this spell was cast from anywhere other than your hand, put each of those cards into your hand instead. So a this is a sorcery speed anticipate with the possibility of you being able to cast this from your graveyard and put all those cards into your hand. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, this is not pack one, pick one, for sure. No, I mean, in terms of, like, limited, I'd almost rather kind of have Anticipate because Anticipate is instant speed and you're more likely to have Anticipate. I mean, Anticipate's not an M21, and this is probably the reason why, but... I mean, in terms of limited, not a pack one, pick one, for sure. No, I'd be looking for removal or anything but this. To be honest, I'm just being honest. I mean, it helps you dig through your deck, which is great, but most likely there's going to be something better in your pack than this. Uh, next up, we've got Shacklegeist for 1 and a blue. It's a spirit creature. It's a 2-2 with flying, so a 2-2. Two, two. A 2-mana two 2-2 two, two with flying, not bad. It can only block creatures with flying. Okay. Tap 2 untapped, creature, tap two untapped spirits you control. Tap target creature you don't control. So I haven't seen a lot of spirit creatures, um, so far. That I mean, spirit rogue, and there hasn't been a lot of spirit creatures I've seen. So how useful will this be? I'm just taking a look at the other blue cards here real quick, and there's not a whole lot of spirits. So, and something like limited, I don't think that last ability is going to be that useful. To be honest, I mean, unless there's spirits in other colors. But right now, I'm kind of thinking, uh, it's okay. I mean, pack one, pick one. Maybe, if there's nothing better, to be honest. I don't know. Next up, we've got Shipwreck Dowser for three double blue. It is a creature merfolk wizard. It's a three, three. A three, three for five. Has prowess. When this enters the battlefield, return target instant and sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Ooh. It's like an arachiomancer or Archaomancer or something, however you say it. But and it's one mana more and it does have prowess, so um, it's not bad. Not bad, you know, get get some recursion going on in there. Next up, we've got Spined Megalodon. Oh, it's a shark. Oh, it looked like a turtle for a second there. Uh, five double blue. It's a shark creature. It's a 5-7. A 5-7 seven for 7. Not bad. It has hexproof. Okay. Okay, I kind of like that. Whenever this attacks, you scry one. Okay, for a common, and for a high-end, like, bomb, yeah, I'd I'd take this for sure. Next up, we've got Stormwing Entity. For three double blue, it's an elemental creature. It's a 3-3. This spell costs two and a blue less to cast if you cast an instant or sorcery spell this turn. has flying and prowess when this enters battlefield, you scry two. So this could cost... um, so, one and a blue, essentially. Yeah, because it's five mana. Yeah, so two mana. Ooh, 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 ooh. You could possibly cast this by turn three. So, you get an opt. You get this pack one, pick one. Yeah. You have a good chance of finding an opt. Hopefully. I mean, it's a common. Especially, like, in sealed or something. You get cast opt by turn three. And then you then cast this as well. You get a three, three with flying prowess for two. And you descry two. Heck, yeah. Uh, I could I would pack one pick one this. It seems pretty easy to cast this for two mana. Next up we've got Sublime Epiphany for four double blue. I love the art on this. Look look at the art on it. It's just it's just so weird and crazy. It's just a really weird art and I, I love the wacky art Lindsay look. You look what you did. It's amazing. Um so Sublime Epiphany. It is an instant. Choose one or more. Counter target spell. I like it. Counter-target or activated or triggered ability. Okay. Okay, I like that. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Okay. Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Not bad. Not bad. Target player draws a card. Okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold on that. You choose one or more. This is like Cryptic Command on crack. I mean, yeah, it's six mana. Okay. In something like EDH, six mana is nothing in EDH. Then this is amazing. You choose it all and... Plus, you get to draw a card, too. I mean, come on. You pack one, pick one, hell yes. Even if I don't even end up playing it, I'm just taking it anyway because I want the card. Teferi, Master of Time. Oh, Teferi. Oh, God. I mean, I I've re- probably everybody knows about this card, so let's just get on with my thoughts on the card. Uh, two double blue, Legendary Planeswalker Teferi. Oh, Teferi. I mean, I know M21 is the Teferi set, so... It starts off with 3 loyalty. You may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time, on any player's turn any time you could cast an instant. Plus 1, draw a card, then discard a card. Not a looting effect, not bad. Neg 3, target creature you don't control phases out. Oh, phasing is back. Because it's only a creature phases out, just 1. Neg-10, take two extra turns after this one. If you're listening to the audio right now and not looking at my face, just my face says it all. So, okay, so Pixie and I were talking about this card on Magic for Normies, and I think on a 1v1 situation, this card isn't too bad, right? So you cast this by turn for, now in limited, this is just dumb and limited. It's going to be you need to take care of this card right away and limited. But So in a standard deck, like standard control deck Jeskai control, Esper control, whatever control deck comes out of this that's going to eventually play this card. So in a 1v1 situation, you cast this on turn 4, most likely you're going to want to, 99% of the time you're going to want to plus 1 to Teferi to draw a card and discard a card. Then on your opponent's turn, you're going to want to most likely phase out one of their creatures, Because you want to try to protect Teferi, right? So, it goes from four loyalty down to one. And hopefully, you know, maybe your opponent has a way to really take out Teferi that way. Or, you know, if you know Teferi's going to die anyway, then you just draw a card, discard a card again anyway. And phasing out doesn't do anything to help you. So, I still think, even with the neg-10 taking two extra turns after this one, it's going to be hard to pull that off... Because by itself, it doesn't protect itself that well. The phasing out is good, but you're only going to be able to do it once or twice. Something like that. In a format like EDH, this is where I have problems with this card in EDH. With all the ways to get Planeswalkers pumped up. With Atraxa, and Oath of Teferi, and Chain Veil, and all the other, what, doubling season, and all that. It's super easy to get to that NAG 10. And especially since you can activate this loyalty ability on any player's turn. As soon as you play this card in EDH, you are going to become de facto number one, take them out ASAP. So. I, I, I will say I like the design the mechanical design of the card right the fact that you can activate loyalty abilities on any player's turn anytime you cast an instant that's cool but geez i mean so the past two years we have dealt with teferi craziness the hero of dominaria which i love okay I I complain about Teferi even though I love playing Teferi. I love playing both Teferis. But it's also, at the same time, it's kind of like they're too good in a sense. Teferi Hero of Dominaria is really freaking good. Uh, Teferi Time Reveler, the War of the Spark Teferi, is really freaking good. And now this, yep, three, four, and five. I mean, historic oops all Teferis. Here I go. Here I go. I I don't even know what more to say. Oh, would you pack one, pick one this card? (laughs) Yeah. Of course. I wouldn't. I mean, I would. Anyways, uh, next up, we've got Teferi's Ageless Insight for two double blue legendary enchantment. If you would draw a card, except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. So, something like this is an EDH. That'd be great. Especially when, um... Oh, you know, this would go really good on my Niv-Mizzet deck. i I think I would play this on my niv at deck and EDH, my Spellslinger deck, because I draw a lot of cards in that. Ooh, I like this a lot. Now, as far as the Limited goes, eh, nah, I'd look for something else. Standard? It seems a bit slow for Standard, right? Maybe Control? I don't know. Or, or maybe, like, the Self-Mill decks would want it, maybe? Sure, um, I, I'd give it a try. Teferi's Protégé is next, and it's two and a blue. It's a human wizard creature. It's it's a 2-3. You can pay one and a blue, tap this, draw a card, then discard a card. So a looter, that's pretty expensive. Dang. I I mean, if it's like your stick card, if there's nothing better to pick, yeah, pick that. Next up, we got Teferi's Tutelage. For two and a blue, it's an enchantment. When this enters the battlefield, draw a card, then discard a card. So, nice loot effect. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent mills two cards. Ooh, so some milling going on. So, this would definitely go in your mill deck for uh, historic or standard. I don't think there's really a mill deck in standard. Is there? I don't know. But, in terms of, like, limited, it's okay. You know? I mean, there's not... I haven't seen a whole lot of mill like uh, support, so it seems okay for that. Uh next up we've got Tide Skimmer for three and a blue. It is a Drake creature to two three, a two-three for four. Okay. Uh flying, whenever you attack with two or more creatures with flying, draw a card. And with how easy it is to get flying in like limited, and yeah, this is pretty decent, actually. I mean heck I mean I don't think I'd put it in a home in my blue-white flyers deck, but You know, if I was going, like, budget or something, maybe. Next up, we've got Talarian Kraken, uh, the octopus grabbing the castle. Oh, shit, that's a freaking huge uh, Kraken there. Uh, For four double blue, it is a Kraken creature. It's a four six. Whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. When you do, you may tap or untap target creature. So that would be a really handy way in Limited to tap down those pesky creatures in order for you to attack have a clear path to attack. Next up we've got Tome Anima. Uh, for 3 and a blue, it's a spirit creature, 3/3. Three, three. This can't be blocked as long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn. It's pretty neat. So a 3/3 three, three for 4 on its own, it's not too bad. I mean, could be better, but has the possibility of being unblockable. I like it. I like it. I mean, I'd probably mid to late pick more than anything. Next up, we've got a reprint of unsub- Unsubstantiate. There we go. I know how to speak. One in a blue instant. Return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. Always handy bounce spell. Next up, we've got Vodalian Ar- Arcanus. One in a blue. It's a Merfolk Wizard. It's a 1-3. You can tap this to add one colorless. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell. I think this is a reprint too as well. I mean, it's okay. It's not bad. I mean, it's like your stick card or something. Next up, we've got Waker of Waves for five double blue. It's a whale creature. It's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Creatures your opponent's control get neg one, neg zero. You can pay one in a blue, discard Waker of Waves. Look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them in your hand and the other into your graveyard. So, this could be a decent bomb because a 7-mana seven 7-7 seven, seven, that makes your opponent's creatures a little bit weaker. Yep. Yeah, give that to me. It Could be an early to mid pick. For sure. Heck, maybe even a pack one pick one if there's literally nothing better to choose from. Um I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's, I mean, I think it's only really see limited play anyway. Next up, we've got Wall of Runes, a reprint of Wall of Runes from War of the Spark, I want to say, cuz that looks like the uh the Amonkhet zombie guys. I forget their names already. Uh for one blue, it's a wall creature, it's a 0/4 defender when the center's a battlefield scry one not bad i mean scry one is great you get to look through it and look through your deck and help you get through your cards and then last but certainly not least for the blue cards I'm done, yep all for the blue cards it is wish coin crab for three and a blue it's a crab creature to two five and that's about it it's okay it's got a big butt and it does not lie can grant you a wish with a coin and it what wishes do they grant mostly pinching related ones so there you have it they're, that's all the blue cards. So there you have it. That's all the blue cards, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. The next episode, will be talking about all the black cards of M21 and my thoughts and feelings on all those cards and talk about some of the art. I mean, will say the blue cards, the art, we'll have to say the art was nowhere near as good as the white cards because there was, like, no doggies or cats at all, just a bunch of spirits and crabs and whales and... Sirens, It did have some monks, you know, some monk reprints and all that stuff, but no cats and no dogs. So that puts my ranking of the art for blue down at the bottom right now compared to white and blue. White is at number one in terms of art. Blue is at the bottom in terms of art. Does black, red, green, or multicolored, colorless, or artifact have better art than the white cards? Stay tuned and find out, and we will get the rankings. Maybe this is what the rankings of... Maybe this is what my set reviews become, just ranking the cuteness of the art instead of just talking about the actual cards. I don't know, but stay tuned, find out, and we'll talk about black cards next. Thank you all for listening and watching. Have a great night.